And hello, welcome to the Lionel Shipman Ship Shape Your Finances show on the CWR Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I want to give a big thanks to all of my regular listeners and all of my new listeners. Thank you so much for uh, following me on social media, but also listening to me on a week-by-week basis. Uh, if you know, uh, we are on uh, Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. Uh, I thought I made that announcement, but I want to make sure that I get that out there, that if you wanted to go out and uh, listen to this past shows, you can now uh, go out Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher and be able to uh, pull down those shows, uh, my past shows. Also, if you haven't visited our uh, website, uh, the CWR Talk Network uh, website, that website is www.cwrtalknetwork.com, and you can sign up for our newsletter. Uh, if you go to the website, uh, you will see on the left-hand side an orange button, and you can subscribe to our newsletter. Newsletter kind of combines all of what we're doing uh, through the CWR network, and you can see a list of all the other shows that are on the CWR network as well. But uh, please check that out and get signed up uh, for the newsletter. Now, this month... If you're not aware, it is Financial Literacy Month. Yes, the month of April is dedicated to financial literacy, and we want to celebrate financial literacy not only here on my show, but some of the other shows that are on the CWR network. So I am very, very glad that I have a great list of guests for the next uh, few weeks uh, celebrating Financial Literacy Month. And tonight, we have a very special guest. Uh, Kelly Wright is in the house tonight. Uh, you will hear her in the live or in the main segment. Now, the call-in number is 917-889-8078. Uh, call in with your comments or with your questions, or you're just calling just to listen in. Again, that number is 917-889-8078. You know, I hadn't had a chance to go over my In the News segment in a while, so I just wanted to kind of pull up. I uh, was looking at, looking through the Internet, uh, through uh, various news sites, financial news sites, and I came across something on uh, the U.S. and World News Report uh, over the weekend. And the title was Eight scary financial statistics. Uh, I, this was a this was rather intriguing to me, um, and I just want to kind of list off the eight scary financial statistics. Okay, fact number one, or uh, the first statistic: two thirds of Americans would struggle to come up with one thousand dollars in an emergency. That's according to the Associated Press and the NORC Center for Public Affairs Research. I thought that was rather alarming. I know I addressed that uh, probably a month or two ago, uh, an article that I had mentioned about 
here on the show, you know, two-thirds of Americans cannot come up with $1,000 for an emergency. Now, hopefully that's not any of you. Uh, I've expressed over and over the, the need to have an emergency fund. Uh, however, uh, these are true facts from a survey uh, uh, done. Fact number two or statistic number two, only 24% of a millennials demonstrate basic financial literacy. That's according to a study from the National Endowment for Financial Education. Fact number three, among adults who have combined finances in current or previous relationships, two out of five fess up to committing financial infidelity. Financial infidelity. And that is according to the National Endowment for Financial Education. Statistic number four, or fact number four, about 77 million Americans, that's roughly 35% of adults who have a credit file, have debt in collections reported on their credit reports. And that's according to the Urban Institute. Fact number five, just 46% of Americans have a rainy day fund. And that's according to FINRA, F-I-N-R-A, that's an abbreviation. That is the National Financial Compatibility Study. Fact number six, the number of consumers aged 60 and older with student loan debt has quadrupled over the last decade. And that's according to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Fact number seven, nearly one-third of Americans pay the minimum due on their credit card each month. Wow. That's another study that was done by FINRA, the National Financial uh, Capability Study. And the last one, fact number eight, or statistic number eight, almost half of student loan holders express concern about their ability to pay off their student loan debt. And that is according to the Global Financial Literacy Excellence Center. Now, all those facts, all those statistics, those eight statistics, it is rather scary. Uh, it's very, I, I found it to be very interesting uh, at the same time and alarming. But I know that we can all do better. So if you are included in any of those uh, statistics, you can improve your financial life. You can improve your financial outlook. You can uh, overcome the financial devastations and the financial trials that we go through as people. And you can do that by gaining more knowledge, but also applying good financial principles, good sound principles to your financial life. You can do it. You got to be willing and able to do it, but uh, you can do it. I, don't, I, I want to express that to all of you. Now, we're going to go to a quick break, and I'm so excited to have uh, spe uh, special guest, Ms. Kelly Wright, uh, as we go right into our main segment. So please stay tuned right after this break.
to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show with host Lionel Shipman on the CWR Network. It's Thursday night and you're grabbing drinks with some friends. Start it off with a pitcher for the table, which quickly becomes two. There's pool. And there's the photo booth. All right, everybody squeeze in. Say cheese. Followed naturally by an order of wings. And another. Can we get some extra ranch sauce? Then there's the ceremonial nightcap. So what are we doing this weekend? And lastly, it's back to the car, which, if you're buzzed... could be the most expensive night of your life. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. People been saying to your friend, get a different face. Someone being bullied online, you can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool and by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show with your host, Lionel Shipman, on the CWR Network. Well, tonight I'm so happy to have uh, uh, Kelly here in the house. Uh, Kelly is a financial wellness educator providing training either on-site or through webinars on budgeting, savings, investing, debt elimination, credit, home ownership, car purchasing, insurance, college funding, money and marriage, bankruptcy, increasing your income through real estate, and traveling on a budget. She's also the founder of The Treasure Trainer. Uh, Her company's mission is to train millions of people to become debt-free, prosperous, and wealthy individuals. Welcome to the show tonight, Ms. Kelly Wright. Hello, Kelly. How are you tonight? I am fine. How are you? How are you? Thank um, you for having me on the show. Oh, it's a pl- my pleasure, Kelly. I'm glad that you're able to be here on the show and uh, looking forward to having a conversation with you in celebration of Financial Literacy Month. So let's get started. Uh, so tell me, uh, what is your inspiration to help people with financial literacy? Well, my inspiration started with my own story about 10 years ago. I think it's probably 11 years now. I keep telling the the story, and and as years go on, the the number keeps increasing. But I had found myself in over $118,000 in consumer debt, and I'm an accountant by profession. 
so, you know, here I am, you know, I am putting together budgets and auditing billion-dollar companies, but I have found myself in a financial mess. And literally it just, it was a very emotional and very hard part of my life because, you know, being an accountant, you know, there's um, there's all this pressure of, you know, having your finances together, but mm-hmm. literally I was just in a spiral. And honestly, you know, I I just didn't know what I was going to do. I mean, I was going to bed crying myself to sleep every night because I just did not know what I was going to do. But finally, you know, I just just made a decision, said, you know what, um, I I can't continue to live like this. And so, you know, my credit was in the toilet, and literally I just had to just little by little pay off my debt, just little by little, you know, just concentrating on one bill at a time. And uh, also, you know, I was trying to save, too, because, you know, when your credit is bad, you can't just go out and use a credit card if something happens. So so I had so to... So true. So I had to save at the same time as paying all of that stuff off. And honestly, you know, it was the most, you know, it was the hardest thing to do, but the most liberating thing to do to just the finally financial bondage and mm. just to be set free. Oh, fantastic. So I love your story because I look at we being financial professionals. Uh, so being in a financial mess or being in a financial bondage, as you detailed it out, it can happen to anyone. I mean, you, you're doing numbers for, you know, running numbers, auditing uh, big companies, and then here you were in the financial uh, uh, crisis in your own personal life. So if it can happen to a person that's actually in finance, it can happen to anyone. Absolutely. I mean, this financial thing, it affects people from all income levels, all backgrounds. So there is nobody immune to this. If you are making $15,000 a year or if you're making $250,000 a year, people are suffering with their finances and they have anxiety around it. Right. And, and I do, I like how it, you came to a point in your life to where, you know, said, you know, enough is enough and I got to do better. Uh, I've shared with my listeners when I came out of college, I had five different credit cards and all, all of which that had balances on it. And you know, I'm starting out my career and, you know, thank God that I went into banking where I was able to learn a lot about a lot more about money. But then I had to come to a point where, you know, I said, well, you know, I cannot have all these finance, all these credit card uh, out there with debt on them. And I'm only paying the minimum. So it, so it had 
point in your life you say, well, you know what? Enough is enough. I got I got to do better for my own self, you know, and make sure I have a future. Uh, 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 one day, you know, one day you're going to want to retire. So, thank you know, that's a very good story because I'm quite sure that a lot of people can relate to a similar story. Yes, I mean, it's just there's there's so much shame and there's so much embarrassment around our finances, especially, you know, if you're doing well for yourself and you're just expected that you know better. And honestly, we're not taught this at home. You know, we're, you know, we just are making money and, you know, we attribute success with things. So when we're successful, we think that we need to have the big house. We need to have the fancy car because Mm -hmm. that is what success looks like. But honestly, you know, when when you think about it, you know, that's what can cause all of this financial stresses is because you have all of these things and all these these uh, people that you're trying to impress or family members mm-hmm. that you are, um, you know, that that look at you as the successful one in the family, and. To be honest with you, you know it was um, it was it was tough. I mean, it was yeah. tough to to just say, you know what, enough is enough. Because honestly, I got tired because I work so hard. I mean, I'm working sixty sixty five hours a week, and wow. I just see all of the money that I make. It is going to pay credit cards. It's going to pay car loans. I mean, it's going to pay everybody else, and Except I just you. worked 65 <laughs> hours for the whole week, and I have nothing left for me. And I just said, you know what, I worked too hard to go through this. So right. that's when I just said uh, enough was enough. I just said, you know what, credit is just going to go in the toilet, and I just concentrated on one bill at a time, and I just – made sure that I paid myself first. So I started off just saving 10% of my pay and, you know, every year just increased it a little bit more because, hey, I'm going to work every day, all day. I need Mm -hmm. to have something for myself, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So so tell me, uh, uh, Kelly, now, how was your experience with money growing up? I mean, were you taught? Because uh, I've shared my story, but uh, you can kind of give me a detail of, of how was your experience growing up with money? Well, um, I, I grew up in a, a middle-class family, and honestly, we did money was not discussed at all. Mm-hmm. I just saw my mother and my father, all they did was, they whipped out their checkbooks or whipped out a credit card. I hardly uh-huh. ever saw any money, so that's what I. I so I did not really understand mm-hmm. that money, you know, is how it's <laughs> equated because I just saw at the grocery store, mom just just got out a piece of paper and just wrote it out and <laughs> and just 
handed it to the people. And, and Dad, when we're at dinner, he just hands them this plastic card, and they just swipe it, and then, you know, he says, I'll pay them later. So that just makes it so easy to spin, and you can't really keep track of it because that's all that I saw, swipe and, and write, swipe and write. <laughs> I like that, swipe and write. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's, it's so many of us had similar experiences. I mean, uh, you know, our parents worked hard. They provided for us. and But we, they didn't realize the importance of passing down, you know, some financial knowledge or understanding, you know, some money management uh, 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 skills. And I shared on, you know, show previously, I, I, I didn't realize this. I only picked up. Uh, I picked up two principles, which I didn't realize that they were principles until I got actually got older. You know, uh, don't don't spend uh, all of your money. There's you no know, one 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 uh, saying that went out in the household, but it wasn't a sit down talk to you. It was like, well, don't spend all your money up, you know. And the second was I remember my dad telling us, uh, don't. He said, don't live life, don't don't live a champagne life on a beer budget. I had no mm. earth like what he was talking about, you know. So I, I, have, I have a similar story as you. All I saw was, you know, go to a restaurant, pay, and, you know, and there was no retirement discussion. There was no college fund discussion. There was no saving account discussion. There were no money skills discussed at all. So you're you're absolutely on key with a lot of people that are not having that growing up, and then you know you become an adult, and boom, you're making money, and especially you start making more money, you start spending more money because that's what's expected of us, you know, a lot of times. So yeah, it is, and especially when you know you're the successful one in the family, and mm-hmm. you know you're. You're, you know, the expectation is, if you know, if you're driving around in an old car, then that means that you're you're not as successful as mm-hmm. somebody else. And you know, my my mission is to just change the way that we think about things and just say that no, you know, when when you see someone driving an older car, the first thing you should think about is say, you know what? They don't have a car note, <laughs> so they should have more money in their pocket versus someone with a fancy car. You should say, oh, that's where all their money is going. So we just have to shift the way that we think. You know, someone that's in a big old beautiful house, I mean, that's wonderful, but there's so many people out here that are house poor. I mean, they have this beautiful home and they cannot go anywhere and they're you know they're just you know stuck in the house you know watching netflix on the weekends (laughs) they can't even go you know do a staycation or anything like that because they they have this big old beautiful home and you know once we get past that say you know what what does success really look like? Right. And what really, what really brings you happiness? And mm-hmm. honestly, at the end of the day, what we want to do is, is, is be happy, have our families 
taken care of. You know, that that's what we really want. I mean, is is having a brand new BMW gonna really make you happy? I mean, honestly, because I, I had a BMW back in the day too. Um, uh-huh. After about two months, the car is for everybody else because I'm inside and I'm just driving <laughs> it. So the car is actually for everybody else. I'm yeah. going to get from point A to point B. Honestly, right, <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. Good point. Oh, very good point. So, so yeah. tell us, Kelly, what, what what does your company provide to clients then? Uh, so, so my company, I I I do. Two things. So I'm a financial wellness educator. So, you know, you had mentioned earlier all the different topics that I talk about. So I go to different companies and I do financial wellness presentations to their employees. And what I also do on an individual basis is I work with individuals and say, you know what? I need you to look at my personal situation and I need your help into putting together a plan for me to eliminate debt, get on a budget, you know, save from my kids' college, that kind of stuff. So I work with individuals as well to, you know, provide them with a safe place, you know, someone that has been there and done that and, you know, just provide them guidance and to, to, to talk about the, their finances and, you know, be able to put together a plan to help them meet their financial goals. Oh, fantastic. Now, so, so you travel across the country, I'm assuming, uh, with some of these companies then? Um, I, honestly, right, right now I've been staying pretty local in um in okay. the Detroit market. But I will travel if someone needs me to. Um gotcha. <laughs> that, that okay. is no problem. But but my, my clients I do all of my individual clients we meet on Skype. So okay. I can take anybody anywhere in the world as as long as you speak English because I gotta be able to communicate with you. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I understand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Well, good. Good. Thank you for uh, sharing that. Now, um, I have to ask, seeing that we're coming up on my, you know, I have a 30-minute show, so I'm trying to make sure I squeeze in as much as I can uh, during this time frame. Now, what what financial tips can you provide to the listeners tonight? I mean, they've heard a little bit about your your story of where you were and what you're doing now, been there, done that and what you provide for clients and all, so what financial tips, like, you know, maybe like three financial tips that you could provide to the listeners tonight? I would say that you have to be honest with yourself. So you have to get out a piece of paper or Excel spreadsheet or whatever, and you need to write down Every single bill that you have, you have to write it down. You you have to look at it because when you look at it, then you actually know what bills you have. I mean, when I take on clients, 
some some of them they they don't even know they're just going through the motions. So wow. that is what I need for you to do is make a commitment to say, you know what, I need to know what I'm spending my money on. And mo- one of the most important things, and you had touched on it earlier today, and I want to really emphasize this, is that emergency fund. That emergency yeah. fund that getting a getting a thousand dollars. I mean, if you have a thousand dollars set aside in an emergency fund, that will take away so much anxiety from you because you're you're not on your way to work and anxious that somebody might crash into you and you have to pay that $500 deductible. Or here in Michigan, we have these potholes. You might blow a tire (laughs) out. You know, I mean, there's just so much anxiety around if you just don't have an emergency fund. So when you have that in place, then you can go about your day and know if something does happen, then you have it covered. You don't have to go to a credit card or you don't have to go borrow money from a family member that you'll never return, you know, that kind of stuff. And okay. you said one you said one more tip. Um, yeah, I would say that get in the habit of saving. Save something. Save something. I mean, I would suggest 10% because, I mean, hey, um, I mean, out of 100%, I mean, don't you think you, you should have something for yourself? But Absolutely. whatever it is. I want people to be consistent in their savings because there is no reason why you go to work so hard to pay every single body, but you're not mm-hmm. paying yourself. Amen to that. Amen. 100%. Amen. <laughs> now tell us, uh, how can uh, people contact you? You have website information and all? Yes. Yes. So, my website is thetreasuretrainer.com. I'm on Instagram, and I'm also on Facebook, same name, The Treasure Trainer. Um, follow me. You know, every Monday I throw out a little um, Money Monday tip for everyone to just to kind of be able to start their week off with, with, with a little money tip. And okay. also every third Saturday of the month, I do a webinar where I talk about different financial topics. So last month I talked about investing. This month, Financial Literacy Month, yay. Um, I'm going to be talking about credit because credit is so important. People really want to be able to improve their credit score. So that is what I'm going to be talking about this month, the third Saturday of the month, and that okay. information, registration information will be on my Facebook page, The Treasure Trainer. Okay. okay, perfect. Thank you. Okay, great, great. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kelly, uh, for everything. Thank you for uh, being a guest here on the show, and I hope that all of my listeners, as I often tell you, always bring out a pad and a pen. Uh, you have it. A lot of good information brought forth even on tonight. So, Kelly, thank you so much for being uh, a guest here on the show and sharing 
the wealth of knowledge that you have in the area of financial literacy. Well, thank you very much. It was my pleasure. Perfect. Okay, well, that's a wrap for tonight. Uh, you can catch the Lionel Shipman Ship Shape, your finances show, every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, if you haven't had a chance to purchase my new book, Sacred Vows, The Knot or Not, uh, it can be purchased on Amazon as well as at Barnes & Noble. If you're wanting a, an autographed copy of the book, Yes, we have made that possible. You can visit my website at www.shipmanconsulting.com. Click on the Contact Us page and forward over your request, and we will make sure we can get you an autographed copy of my new book. Now, remember these words regarding your life and your money. Give cheerfully. Spend carefully and invest wisely. We'll talk to you next week where we will have another guest in celebration of Financial Literacy Month. Take care.